The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. My precious. That's a Lord of the Rings reference. And Michael Lucas. And they're constructive. They're not just like <laughs> this bitch crack crack. It's not that. <laughs> this is Emsolation. I was already quite mad and I walked out of the shop. It's not like you. I know, right? You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and my husband has insisted I add storyteller. I tell stories. He sent me a text message. Uh, Oh, wait. And together with my best friend since I was 11, a screenwriter, Logie Award winner, an actor award winner, Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you this very podcast twice weekly now. That's right. I know you all enjoy Tuesday. It's great. I'm a little chuffed that the Tuesday apps are getting as downloaded as the Thursdays. It's nice to know I still hold up on my own in your eyes. How wonderful. Now, listen, this is the text message my husband sent regarding adding in that I'm a storyteller. And in regards, oh, first of all, he commented on this week's Tuesday episode about the Foo Fighters, superb execution by you, to which I responded, thank you so much. And then he wrote back, and in regards to your public labels, writer, singer, etc., what I've always known is that at your essence, you are a storyteller. That is it. And really, in some ways, there couldn't be a higher expression of human potential. I mean, sexy texts, anyone? (laughs) And then he sent the very next message. Toby pissed where you took the puppy pads. So, (laughs) who says romance is dead? I won't have it. How dare you, sir? How dare you, madam? How dare you, non-binary person? I bring to you a podcast that involves a lot of discussion around the Don't Worry Darling premiere that has happened in Venice. I know many of you across it, of course, the Harry Styles film with Florence Pugh, directed by Olivia Wilde. Chris Pine's in it, which I really only discovered this week. And I am now an official Chris Pine stan. The way he disassociated from the goings-on at the Venice Film Festival Oh, my goodness, so much, so much for him. And I've been racking my brains. Who does Chris Pine look like currently? Because there's been a whole image overhaul. And who he looks like is Cece Babcock from The Nanny. You know what they say, sticks and stones can break my bones, but bad reviews can kill you. Okay, but a masculine... <laughs> that's, that's who it is. I feel like I'm sure... I must have seen that online. I, maybe I saw a picture of him... And her together, I, I'm not claiming to have come up with that, but it sprung into my mind for whatever reason. I've sponged it in and he does indeed look like a very... Sissy Babcock was a handsome woman, let's be honest. So there's a lot of discussion around that. And since we recorded, there's been some more news and I'm sure this story is never going to go away and we're okay with that. And I think that we're also electrified by the blatant bad behaviour by these huge stars. Is it? Is, is it's just it's not often... You don't get the polished veneer of, you know, no comment, everything's okay. I mean, their words are saying no comment, everything's okay, but their actions are really telling a different story. And when there's so much resentment, it it just can't be hidden because they are, after all, only human. And all the things that happened on the red carpet and the things that went down during the film and after the film and in the lead up, they just can't control it anymore. And so Chris Pine seems to have found out about all the feuds on the day of the of the festival. He's walking around going, what's going on? And then another guy who's in the film, Nick Kroll, who's a comedian and writer, he's living his best life. For once, the weird little nerdy guy is the most popular person out of all these beautiful people. Florence was turning to him. Harry was turning to him. It was the only cast member that seemed to be safe that was talking to everyone. He was Switzerland. And I think it's not often Nick Kroll finds himself Switzerland. But we do unpack all of that. 
I also briefly touch on a line I feel Kanye West crossed with Kim Kardashian, his ex-wife. Very unhappy about it, but then it was pointed out to me, I have crossed that line with my husband, but it's totally different. It's different. And then we dissect my daughter's love life or lack thereof. I've had to stage an intervention because, quite frankly, there's too many Saturday nights where I'll turn to my right and my 20-year-old daughter's sitting next to me, (laughs) not out and about. So all of that is coming up. I hope you enjoy the episode. There were other things I was going to mention. I thought I'll say that in the intro, but I just can't even think. I'm just going to get straight to the app. I I hope you're all well. That's what I didn't do. I didn't ask you, how are you? How are you? And I asked that question to make sure you check in with yourself in that exact moment when I ask you, how are you? How are you feeling? You feeling good? I've just had a coffee. Can you tell? Like I said, I put up a post that said, when sometimes you have an iced coffee that's so strong, you get four minutes of hope. Well, this intro has been going for four minutes and 53 and the hope is quickly draining out of my veins so it's best I go and don't bring the vibe down. Okay? All right. Enjoy what you're about to hear. Play the music. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Don't worry. I record everything now. Oh, do you want to clear your throat? <laughs> do you want to clear your throat? I'm sorry. For some reason, when I press record, the phlegm comes. <laughs> oh, what a shock. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Michael Lucas, Marcella, both in from respective film sets and not across. The most bonkers and chaotic film premiere of all film premieres. It has permeated my consciousness because so many people have messaged about it, obsessed with it. People need to talk about it. They need to understand. Yeah. And my goodness, we will. I have in front of me a 1,414-word document in which I have done a deep dive on the last two years of drama behind the film in which we speak. Don't worry, darling. Yeah. Marcella, are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Because I feel I could be upsetting some Harry Styles fans (gasps) today. I may have to leave the room. (laughs) I think I might even struggle with it. Look, I'm able... We'll get there. I feel like has he pulled the biggest con of all time on us? Have we projected a depth and a personality and talent onto him that perhaps isn't there. But who cares? I don't need that from him. Yeah, I just of want his poppy tunes and his good looks. That's no. all I'm asking of him. If he's delving into the world of serious actoring, I think it demands Actors more. Actors are shallow. It doesn't matter. Not all of them. Wow. Lady Gaga and have it. Dare you say that about Gaga? <laughs> no. Father, son. House of Gucci. <laughs> all right, so... As I said, the most dramatic film premiere in the history of film premieres has occurred at the Venice Film Festival, and we need to talk about it. Yeah. Don't Worry Darling, starring Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Gemma Chan and Nick Kroll, and directed by Olivia Wilde, of course. Who made one of our favourite films, Booksmart. In my top ten. We oh, love her. We quote it constantly. All the time. You call Malala on me. I never <laughs> remember to do it on you. I'm calling Malala. Wow. You know you only get, like... One Malala a year. Yeah, I'm calling it. Full support, no questions asked, you are coming with me. Hmm. <sighs> Malala. All right. Malala. <laughs> Booksmart is amazing. So when we heard she had another film coming out that she was directing, we are like, yes. Absolutely. Right? The synopsis of Don't Worry Darling is as follows. Living in an experimental community, a housewife starts to suspect that her husband's company is hiding disturbing secrets. Thank you for your loyalty. Not everyone gets this opportunity. What are we doing? Changing the world. What are we doing? Changing Changing the the world. They're lying about everything. I now intend to bring everyone up to speed on the last two and a half years of drama that led to today mm-hmm. and what went down in Venice. The film was announced in July 2019 with Olivia Wilde attached as director. Everyone was excited, obviously, because we just said of Booksmart. In mm-hmm. April of 2020, you get some casting news about the film. Florence Pugh has been cast alongside Shia LaBeouf and Christopher yes. Pine. Now, at the time... Florence was pretty chuffed about it and even went as far as to tweet, Olivia Wilde is my idol. 
Mm-hmm. Mm, she's mm-hmm. a pretty cool lady, it seems to me. Mm-hmm. In September of 2020, Shia LaBeouf leaves the film. And at the time, we don't really know why. There's a few lame reasons like scheduling conflicts and stuff. We always bring that one out, don't we? We do. But it was quickly forgotten when it was announced his replacement was Harry Styles. Mm. Now, look, I imagine a few people had some raised eyebrows because his only acting experience prior to that was roughly 11 minutes in Dunkirk. I would say he was good. And let's not forget his astonishing screen presence in every video clip he's ever made. Yeah, One Direction. Have you not seen the narratives that they roll out in those film clips? Sure. In November of 2020, it is announced that Olivia Wilde and her partner and father of her two kids, Jason Sudakis, have split. Yeah. Apparently it had happened months earlier, but they kept it private for the kids' sake. Mm -hmm. Then in December of 2020, musician FK Twigs accuses Shia LaBeouf who's her ex-boyfriend, of pretty horrific behaviour. And she files a lawsuit against him for what she calls relentless abuse. It's some really awful stuff. Mm. And then people started linking that to the reason as to why he left Don't Worry Darling. Some people saying that his on-set behaviour was intense and he's a method actor and he never breaks character. Were they filming or had they just been rehearsing? Well... They had just been rehearsing. Okay. They hadn't right. yet Roll said camera. action. Correct. So that is December 2020. January 2021, we see the first pictures of Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles holding hands at a wedding. <gasps> I remember it very well. He was in a fantastic suit. That's what I remember. Gucci. Mm-hmm. Sparking rumours of a serious relationship that had obviously blossomed on the set of the film. Mm-hmm. The film wrapped shooting in February 2021 and Olivia Wilde marks the occasion on Twitter by mentioning how impressed she was that Harry stepped in when he did. Then she's criticised for only tweeting nice things about Harry and not mentioning Florence. Yeah. But in that tweet, she did call Florence brilliant. So, okay. you know, People she People do judge her harshly. Agreed. Who would have heard of such a thing for a woman in a powerful position? Then in April of this year, Jason Sudakis, of course, serves Olivia Wilde with custody papers while she is on stage in Las Vegas about to show a clip of said film. Yes, and then claims that it was not his timing or anything like that, but that seems suspect. And she just went on with her speech, didn't she? She just let it, she saw it happen, she, she regrouped, she continued. Yeah, she stopped momentarily, she opened the envelope, she read it all on stage, she popped it away and didn't say a word and then later said, yeah, that was the custody papers from my ex. Oh, my God, this is what? already so hectic. In July... Some reports then claim of this year that Florence had been uncomfortable about Olivia and Harry's relationship, which allegedly began before she'd separated from Jason Sudakis. And the report also said that some insiders came forward to say they were uncomfortable with the relationship because Jason was turning up with the kids on set while Olivia and Harry were allegedly running around. This made Florence Mm. and other people deeply uncomfortable because they felt that they were complicit in hiding an alleged affair perhaps going on. Right. God. On top of this... Can we also add in, wasn't Floris a massive One Direction fan? Aren't there pictures... Yeah, right. Yes, yes, yes. So she would have been so excited to have She's English. Of course. She she grew up... So is he, and let's just say someone fakes a US accent in it and someone doesn't, and Florence (laughs) is the one that does. And I'm presuming his character was not meant to speak in that... We'll get to that. Okay. Then last month, Olivia Wilde, gearing up for the film's release, writes some really lovely things about Florence Pugh online, which Florence seems to completely ignore, right? And there's Mm. also a distinct lack of posting about Don't Worry Darling from any of Florence's social media accounts, literally posting any other movie she's even looked at than the one that's actually coming out and about to premiere. Mm. Then rumours of a huge rift between Olivia and Florence begin to gain momentum and Flo does nothing to quell the flames when she said this in an interview in Harper's Bazaar, referring to the movie's sex scenes, which Olivia had been raving about to everyone. The sex scenes, the sex scenes, amazing, amazing. Flo says, when it's reduced to your sex scenes or to watch the most famous man in the world go down on someone, it's not why we do it. It's not why I'm in the industry. Obviously, the nature of hiring the most famous pop star in the world, you're going to have conversations like that. That's just not what I'm going to be discussing because the movie is bigger than that and better than that and the people who made it are bigger and better than that. <laughs> but hang on. See, that's ambiguous to me because that could be just her being annoyed at the press attention about that and it could be because she, the people that made the movie are bigger and better, well, that's Olivia. Perhaps. Then on August 24th. <laughs> Don't ruin the narrative, okay? okay? August 24th, the day of my National Press Club address. What? I love how much history, because there's part of me here that's doing all these calculations for when the pandemic was as well, because that's been playing out in this yeah. whole big thing. Yeah. Olivia Wilde says in an interview that she fired Shia LaBeouf so that that's Florence right. Pugh felt safe on set. 
I believe that creating a safe, trusting environment is the best way to get people to do their best work. Ultimately, my responsibility is to the production and to the cast to protect them. That was my job. Liza Minnelli. Wow. Wow. That sounds so admirable, but was there perchance bombshell evidence that disproved this? Shire hears about this two days later and says, okay, mate. This is not true and comes with receipts, in fact. He said it was his choice to leave the film because he, the actors were not finding enough time to rehearse and he published screenshots of messages he exchanged with Olivia saying just that and then came forth with a video. I know. A damning video that basically showed Olivia saying she was heartbroken he was leaving and being quite condescending toward Florence. Have a listen. Shia, Shia, I just went riding my horse sweaty but I wanted to reach out because I feel like I'm not ready to give up on this yet and I too am heartbroken and I want to figure this out and you know I think this might be a bit of a wake-up call for Miss Flo and I want to know if you're open to giving this a shot with me with us if she really commits if she really puts her her mind and heart into it at this point and if you guys can make peace, and I respect your point of view, I respect hers, but if you guys can do it, what do you think? Is there hope? Is there hope? Will you let me know? Okay, bye. The reference to her as Miss Flo, oh, it rubs you the wrong way, doesn't mm, it? Important thing to remember. Which brings us to this week's Venice Film Festival and the film's truly bizarre film premiere. Florence Pugh skips the opening press conference altogether, okay? Now, Olivia's at the press conference and says it's due to scheduling conflicts. During the press conference, though, Florence posts on Instagram a video of herself in a fabulous purple silk lounge suit with her scheduling conflict <laughs> being an apparent Aperol spritz with her nana. <laughs> Harry was there, though, and gave this non-answer as to why he loves the film. You know, my favourite thing about the movie is, like, it feels like a like a movie. It feels like a real, like, you know, go-to-the-theatre film movie that, you know, you, you kind of... The reason why you go to watch something on the big screen. Yeah, it's the biggest non-answer of all time. And the thing, my favourite part about this, if you've seen the footage, is... Chris Pine. ...enters the chat. Mm. Chris Pine... The reinvention of Chris Pine is something that has escaped my attention until the Venice Film Festival. Oh, yeah, and I've never found him attractive until pretty much this moment. But he's on the border of looking like a really beautiful, handsome 60-year-old lesbian art curator from New York. I think that's exactly what he looks like. Do you know like. what I mean? He's yeah. on the border of that. You say it likes the bad thing. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's wonderful. It's not thing at all. But in my mind, Christopher Pine, yeah. of course, you know, from Wonder Woman. Captain Kirk. Yeah, he's he's kind of the lesser, I don't know, sexy of the Chris's, I guess, of all the Chris's. Into the woods. Oh, yeah, into the to woods. To be fair, Chris's do set a high bar for sexiness. It's true. Mm. It's true. I mean, he's way better than Chris Pratt, obviously. But then when I saw, I started paying attention to Chris Pine and in every press conference where he's sitting next to Harry, he's just, he's just looking like he would literally rather be anywhere else and like he's really just found out no one's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's turned up to Venice to promote the film and he's like... He's been forced to be the buffer between them all. He's the buffer. And he doesn't mm. want to be. He does not. And so this is... We haven't even got to the red carpet, right? Before we're... As we're getting ready for the red carpet, Olivia Wilde's stylist and Florence Pugh's stylist enter the chat, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Olivia Wilde stylist posts a picture of Olivia Wilde with the caption, there's always more to the story. <gasps> what? Oh, then, God. Then Florence Pugh's stylist puts a picture up of Florence looking devastating with two words written. What were they? Miss Flo. <gasps> <gasps> oh! Instagram post from your stylist is that's good. a new definition of camp. That's, right? That's classy. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. Then. Oh <laughs> I didn't know that. I okay. know. That's so good. I told you. I could now write an entire doctorate course on this. They all arrived separately. Separately, most Environmental terrorists. Mm. None of them could share a car right? yeah. or a boat or however they get there in Venice. Yeah. And then Harry arrives and goes out of his way to ignore Olivia. It's like Olivia doesn't exist. She's in a giant yellow feather dress. It's literally like walking past Big Bird and he does that. His girlfriend, his fiance, whatever. Hang on. Yeah. 
It's bonkers. But maybe that's because he yes. d- he, they're not public as a couple or they're trying not no. to be. Or maybe it's because they're split up. I don't know, but it's some kind of overcompensation either way. Clearly okay. there's been discussions. We don't want to draw too much attention to us, so we'll just mm. flat out blank each other, which has drawn so much attention. Mm, it's mm. crazy. His body is angled away from her the entire time. Right? They didn't, they didn't interact once. They didn't pose for a photo together. Nothing. He flat out refused to pose for a photo. One photographer tried. Hats off, bitch. But Harry's like, no. Also, Harry and Florence did not interact once. They are literally the male and female lead. They did not They play husband and wife. They did not say hello. They did not have a photo taken together. Yeah. And then we get to the fucking group shot. Like, imagine planning a wedding where both sets of parents are divorced. Yeah. And you have to figure out how to arrange their bridal table. Yeah. Someone has been brought in who's used to doing that. Because the group shot had the warring parties on either end with Nick Kroll. Yeah. At the film's other star. And Gemma Chan. Oh, yeah. And then the, Olivia was in the middle and poor Chris Pine and then there's Harry. And the, it was just the most bizarre group photo I've ever seen. There's even there's 360s of it. It's crazy. It's because bonkers. everyone knows it should have been just Harry and Florence in the middle with Chris Pine and Olivia on flanking them. But Yeah, yeah no. Right. And, and, to, and to Harry and Olivia, I say, for fuck's sake, you've already bombed the film. Yeah. Just give us what we want. Pash on the red carpet. Do something to divert from the steaming pile of flaming shit that this film has become. Yeah. Give the people what they want. Like, I want a proposal. Yeah. Harry needs to get up. The only way they can save this is if they get engaged in Venice. Nickers and Keith Urban know how to put on a red carpet show. Mm-hmm. They know how to pash. They constantly yeah. do their, their, like, spontaneous affection. Spontaneous. That's <laughs> a generous word. I wish they doubled down. I wish yeah. they'd given us so much love it was sickening. And then... We go into the cinema. Yeah. And look, I guess we all thought that the slap at the Oscars was going to be the biggest thing we spoke about in 2022, but Harry Styles was like, hold my fucking beer. And then checks my notes. Spits! <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly spits on Christopher Pine. Christopher Pine is an Australian politician. But, yeah, no, yeah. On Chris Pine. Yeah. Not Christopher Pine. Chris I'm a fixer. Pine. I fix uh, things. I'm a fixer. Probably they could have used him. Um, <laughs> yes, well, look. Now, I, you've both studied the footage. I Did have. Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? Well, his reaction, Chris's reaction says yes. yes. Says something landed in his lap. And But what is ambiguous to me about it, whether it's an act of aggression or whether it's an act of practical jokery, and I, it's sort of a little bit hard to tell, but Chris Pine looks sort of bemused. You don't, you can't see the projectile. You can't mm. see something leave mm. Harry's mouth. I guess, though, it is the fact that Harry, after it happened, didn't acknowledge it. Like, yeah. didn't be like, ha, ha, ha. He just sat down and picked, looked, up, his picked up his phone. And that was a bit weird. Yeah. And oh, it kept going. So don't And worry. Chris Pine was just like. As the lights went down, Chris Pine then put on his sunglasses and appeared to go to sleep. Oh, my <laughs> Literally God. as the lights went down. And then as the film finished, there is a standing ovation for Florence Pugh. The yeah. film only gets four minutes because Florence just leaves. Oh. Doesn't acknowledge anyone except for Nick Kroll. Yeah. Who then pashes Harry. Mm. So if any of you had any of this on your bingo cards, well done. Yeah, I know. This is wild. So Florence has left, which interrupts the standing ovation. People are like... Yeah. Um, Four minutes is enough. What? No, some films get like 18. Oh, they do. And Olivia is fully turned, like clapping in Trying her direction. Trying to make yeah, eye contact. Yeah. I remember I once had a female boss who was really making my life hard. And there was a time where like she was... I was getting... Something was being given to me. I remember, And I know that look of, you know, when... They're trying to catch your eyes in the moment mm. to be like, oh, come on, you know we've done well mm. and even though things have been difficult, let's be a team. Like Olivia was doing those earnest kind of like, I don't know, mum vibes or something, like trying to make eye contact to fix all the bridges mm. and Florence Pugh was having none of it. This, she just, literally she just kept turning to Chris, like um, to Nick Kroll, like just yeah, kept turning, yeah, kept turning. Yeah. And Nick, Nick Kroll is like, if you know him, he's from he's the, all the voices in Big Mouth, basically. In this cartoon alone, you do like 25 voices. Yes. Hormone monster. Touch yourself, Jimmy. Coach Steve. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I'm basically alone all the time. Lola. Oh my God, Jimmy, like, I want to go to a pretty little wire meet and greet. 
He's a pretty like abrasive dude. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. When he he's your safe harbor. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. Mm. And so she leaves. No after parties attended. No interviews done. Slay. And it's Slay. over. <laughs> So I'm going to say... has been called the queen of quietly quitting. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the winner in all of this is unquestionably Florence Pugh because yeah. no matter how you cut it, it feels like she sort of occupies the most sympathetic position. But it's a knife's edge. I feel like Florence, yes, so quickly the hero can become the villain, especially if they're a woman. Do you know what I mean? Well, let's mm. not let her. Like We she... stand with Miss Flo. Well, but do we? Yes, I do. I think everybody is behaving pretty badly. To be fair. But we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe, maybe like, if it was us, you would, if you were Floge, you would want to punch everyone and she's actually holding back. There are so many mystery elements to this. Like, what is this current situation with Harry and Olivia? Are they just... I don't think that they're still together. Okay. I reckon. But then we did just yes. see footage. They would, they have... Only interaction that has been spotted is they have like a two-second word to each other behind Chris Pine's back. Well, Emsolator Mel Lane has been doing some serious deep diving. I must give her a shout-out and I got lots of info and she doesn't even think they were ever in love. No, no I don't buy album. that. Yeah, well, I'm not saying anything. Well, what I am saying And they've now both is... said in you irrespective got, you of... You got the yeah. cinema. That's yeah, about exactly. her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Going... It's got the Nafis lyric, I think, which is... I mean, I love sing his it. pop songs. you got to sing you it. You pop when we get intimate. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't think they're still together. That's my hot take Okay. Yeah, I buy that, but I definitely think they were together at some point. What's Florence Pugh's current relationship situation? Broken well, up. Uh, her and Zach Braff are broken up. Broken up with Zach Braff. Yeah. Gonskis, a while ago, single. Like lockdown. Yes. They broke down Drew. All I know is Harry seemed like indifferent and uncomfortable, you know, like a teenage boy forced to go to his mum's netball grand final. Like that was the vibes he was giving out at the film. And did you notice his suit looked like his policeman costume? It looked like he was dressed to promote. Uh, I feel like that's going to be a better performance for him and a better film for him. Well, I'm obviously looking forward to that one. Well, mm. I can tell you this film is not is that's currently sitting at 38% of Rotten Tomatoes. And if you think that's going to stop us from seeing it, you are selling oh, mistaken. No. I RSVP to the Melbourne premiere wait. today. <laughs> Absolutely. We are going in a couple weeks' time. Now, it, clearly the character was supposed to be an American person. <laughs> and I, I, what I would love to know, all of those mysteries are amazing, but I would really love to know, did they even try to get him to do an American yeah, accent? Did he surely. show up on set? Did, uh, do you reckon he showed up and they started doing it and Olivia's like, look, maybe we just... He's Harry, he can get away with it. We'll just go He rebel wilson it. I'm the best singer in Tasmania. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Never been asked to even try. Just be Australian. We'll just I wonder if they justify it in the script or it's just, yeah, he's a Brit just wandering around in this hyper-Californian world. No, but somebody came out and said it was meant to be deliberately bad. What? Didn't no. you say that? What? I'm sure you said to me Harry Styles' accent was... No, no, no. It's, he's just speaking in his normal voice. He's not even... Everyone else is Californian and he's just there wandering around... <laughs> <laughs> like he's, back, he's just come out of the bakery. <laughs> yeah, I'm Californian. How you going, Gov? And it's also just because... You want to go to the beach? Everything about the look of the film is hyper-Californian, like Stefford Wives kind of vibe, very Palm Springsy. And then so to have... G'day, Governor. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke Sean from Mary Poppins. Shoes, Poppins. Governor. That is not. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> Thank you one and all for your kind support. He would be a great... If they, if they really <gasps> remade you are right. Mary Poppins again, again. No shade to Lin-Manuel Miranda, but... Plenty of shade. Yeah. Can't sing. Bitch can't sing. <laughs> That is hard. No, it is not. No, no shade. Is so bad. Okay, no tea, no shade. But Lin Manuel Miranda is a way better composer and writer. He and rapper. And rapper. He can rap. He cannot sing. He no, cannot. No. No. Michael cannot sing. Lin oh. can sing. No, he can't. <laughs> I love that I'm like no. now the measure of. I'd rather listen to inability. Michael. Oh gosh. Thank okay. you. Jesus. <laughs> so look, I. This, it's still developing. Oh, it's still developing. I love that this is now, we've now turned into a breaking news podcast. 22 and might minutes. I say, we have checked 22 minutes on Oh, this. I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. <laughs> just make sure nothing else Oh, yeah, can you check any breaking socials? news? Uh, gang, I do have some breaking news. Hi, it's Em. Just uh, wandering off from the main podcast to bring you this breaking news. Vis-a-vis Spitgate, a rep has come forward 
a rep of Christopher Pines, uh, sorry, not the politician, Chris Pine, and said the following about Harry Styles possibly spitting on Chris. This is a ridiculous story, a complete fabrication and the result of an odd online illusion that is clearly deceiving and allows for foolish speculation. Oh, my God, what? There is nothing but respect between these two men and any suggestion otherwise is a blatant attempt to create drama that simply does not exist. I don't know if their rep is an English dandy from the 1400s, but quite frankly, I hope so. Because honestly, someone managed to get... Foolish speculation into a press release in 2022. So apparently this spit did not happen. I repeat, Harry Styles did not spit on the lap of his co-star, Chris Pine, at the Venice Film Festival premiere of his film. Can we believe that's a sentence I have to say? But indeed, we do try to bring you the most up-to-date and current news on stories. No, that was important. Okay, back to the pod. I just just want to say the true winner is not Florence Pugh. The true winner is Chris Pine. Oh, he's, yeah, that's true. For me, out of all of this, the hero who had to sit through that ridiculous press conference, the man who is the the serious actor had to that guy saying, you know, the film's really great because it's a film and it looks like a film. Mm. Thanks, Harry. Cheers, mate. Do you want to know something terrible? Do I? Before, <laughs> well, I just think it speaks to my misogyny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Before I found out about the Sheila Booth thing, everyone was speculating as to why is it that Florence Pugh has so many issues with Olivia Wilde. What is going on? And my honest first theory, and isn't it terrible how I constantly think this way, my first theory was, because I knew she was a big One Direction fan, maybe she found out Harry was in the movie, she got super, super excited, was thought all something would happen between thought something them. would happen, confided in Olivia, said, I really, really <gasps> like him, and then had to watch mm. as Olivia and he got together, and, and then, isn't it bad? Like, I put it in that context. It's She's, spicy. I like it. Well, that's where I went, <laughs> but then I found out it was probably that she was like, she was like, there's... You it's know, I don't want to work. Unprofessional. I, yeah, and also she's like, I don't want to work with this abusive actor and Shia LaBeouf, and and then yeah. and then she finds out that Olivia's been behind her back, going, "Oh, Miss Flo, I think she's." You yeah, know, you'd feel pretty angry about that. Well, she's moving on. It's over. It's done. I don't think you'll ever see Florence ever talk about that movie ever, ever again. I mean, she barely did now. Well, the perfect end to this story would be us sitting here in the knowledge that Florence is playing Madonna in the biopic, but she didn't get that role. That and you're, sa- you're saying that movie's never going to happen. never going ahead. Yeah. Ever. That movie will never. <laughs> no you one, know what? I, nah, I no can accept that. I just want them to release the tapes of the audition boot camp and then I'll be happy. That's <laughs> yes. all I need. I like the movie. Legally Blonde one. In fact, I might write a movie about the boot camp for that because that would yes, be amazing. That would be amazing. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. I just want to briefly touch on something that Kanye West did over the weekend. Okay. That's really upset me. It's really, it's gone, it's a bridge too far. And I generally. Jesus, he's crossed a lot of bridges. Yeah, but I don't try to talk about Yay, that's his legally changed name, because I think that there's some mental health issues there and I don't, I don't think that we need to be commentating someone in the midst of an unravelling. Mm-hmm. But... There was a, 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 a tweet that went out where he said, Kim has diarrhea way more than the average person should. Right? Holy shit. And I mean that quite literally. Right? And, and I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, no, sir. No, no, no. But then it turns out he was just like reassuring all of us that it wasn't him that originally said that. So that was circulating on the press. Someone had actually just like impersonated Kanye and put that online and doctored it. And Kanye saw that someone had impersonated him and retweeted the picture of it with Kim's name kind of blurred out, but the rest of it there saying, I didn't write this, but put it oh. online to 64 million people. I wonder who his name, the name that he blacked out was, yeah. who could it have been? And so I'm like, sir, you still shared that. And I just thought... That is a bridge too far in a divorce. Yeah. And I just thought about, think about all the things. If you and Adrian ever split, right, mm. or if Scott and I ever split, there are just some things that, like, 
You can't you can't say publicly. I have pretty vivid memories of you giving astonishingly loud descriptions yeah. of your husband's yeah. uh, <laughs> you bowel movements, but you're <laughs> together. <sighs> That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he didn't contact you after the bike race and then you (laughs) proceeded to just break down exactly what the shitting process must have been? That's true. That's true, but I just, I'm against Kanye doing it. It's one thing to strip dignity when you're together and it's another thing to do it when you're divorced. And it's just some things are just like, I also probably have diarrhea more than the average person and I felt a kinship to Kim. Mm. And I thought maybe she's got IBS, maybe she's lactose intolerant. Chella's lactose intolerant and she still eats ice cream. Sometimes you just take one for the team because you want to have the deliciousness in your mouth. Totally. I don't think Kim's in that category, though. She doesn't strike me as an ice cream person. No, but she does strike me as someone who'd be a bit anxious. No, she really likes those chocolate um, nut clusters. She always ate them on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, right. Anyway, all I'm just saying is I was really mad. And I can't tell you specifically why, and you're right, I have spoken about my husband's bowel movements and his phlegm a lot. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of on brand for Scott. That's what that noise I did before. It yeah. kind of got um, trampled over, but just so everyone knows I wasn't clearing my throat. That was a Scott Barrett no- noise. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it's not cool. It's not cool at all. The other thing. Why are you smiling like that? Because we're going to talk about your love life. Oh, <laughs> dear me. She's yeah. leaving. Uh, uh, sit down, please. Sit down, so please. I'm ready. I'm ready <laughs> oh, for, for my child to have bring someone home for me to terrorise. <laughs> She's say? been saying this since year eleven. I'm ready. Okay. Now the queen of rom coms over here, ironically, doesn't want to be pinned down. Like, and never has a shortage of people <clears throat> wanting to be her significant of other. Suitors, so to speak. I remember one time she rang me from a party legitimately. Oh, it wasn't from a party. <laughs> Can you please recount what you it said was to me? the next day. And what did you say? I don't remember. There's five people. It's too it much. It wasn't five. It was three. <laughs> three wow. people were vying for her attention and she just couldn't handle it. Okay. Okay, so this is where we're at with her. So what, you as a mother <laughs> just going, put out, Chella. No, I just, well, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Lower your standards. No, it's time for you Mummy to get wants laid. Some entertainment. <laughs> them this to is my all lab. verbatim. Can I just say, I just want to acknowledge for Chella's benefit that this whole situation is probably so your worst nightmare. Anyway, it's like bad enough that the conversation's happening. The fact that it's happening to tape to go out to an audience of many thousands of people, including so many people in your world. I mean, it's nothing they don't know. <laughs> I just think it's been a pandemic. It's time to clear out the cobwebs. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, she told me it's time to tighten up. Well, what is it? I mean, there's two very different... No, no, no. So let's get there. We'll get to tighten up in a minute, right? So so finally, another Saturday night at home with me, I said to her, "Get, get the apps out. Let's get the apps out. Let's do a little app. The lap. So we downloaded Hinge and we constructed a stunning profile. Can you show Michael your Hinge profile? Oh, yeah, I like I She would looks like to great. And the, I'd like credit for my profile. The maybe. photos that she picked are perfectly pitched, right? She's fun, she's flirty, but she's smart, but she puts on fairy hats okay, and wears we leotards, but goes to the beach and has a fringe, a whimsical fringe, <laughs> a, a Zoe de Chanel manic pixie dream girl fringe. Yeah. Yeah. Are you looking? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good profile, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's it's great. It's not trying too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not There's holding a dead animal or a fish or alcohol like everyone else seems to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the only shot that's a bit provocative, but it's just in an ironic way. Yeah, because it's me in the wild. There's that's a right. caption to but it. But ironically, what are you wearing? <laughs> My Rage and Rainbows costume. That is yeah, true. I'm she also is wearing rainbows. She's also wearing her mother's stage costume in yeah, the, in the world photo. <laughs> So we set up the hinge profile, okay, and then I start like doing the right left swiping. Okay, we're looking yeah. at boys, we're looking at boys, we're looking at boys. And you've been having some chats with people. And oh my god, Michael, the fucking chatting. Like it's I just so said, boring. I just I said to her, go hard. Like go in and be like, oh, like, just be weird. My advice to her is just be fucking weird. Mm. Just just no middle, no short bullshit. Oh, what do you think? What do you like? <laughs> what do you best call <laughs> No, you go straight in because you have to have three prompts, like you know, I'm like minor. I hate James Corden. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
do you agree James Corden is the worst? And that has actually been a very good conversation starter. I she bet picks it has. up with her hatred of James Corden. Yeah. People wow. love it. Most attractive wow. quality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's instead of going like, hi, how are you? How's your day? Like you just you pick something from their prompt and then like write something witty. Like one guy wrote about that he loves Paddington too and we put on the we film. We went and watched Paddington too. So we could, really we could good, write some good banter. Amazing. It's such a great film but yeah. I made her watch it so she could legitimately. So we had something, some <laughs> some material to write some good banter. I, okay. ban- I helped you banter back with a guy who liked footy because she she doesn't know anything about footy. Yeah. Yeah, so Not we banter that. We didn't like him. Nah. But she got a very exciting sugar daddy request. Oh, yeah. Yeah, read it. <laughs> Are you somehow, like, sort of lining up romantic options for you via your daughter? Because it feels that way. No, they're too young. <clears throat> okay, well, it's go. a sugar daddy, you said. Yeah, sugar. Well, I don't want a sugar daddy. I'm a sugar mummy. <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> That's where you were suddenly grossed out in this conversation. Charlie just hit her line. The cobwebs didn't <laughs> tighten up. The talk oh, of your dash hitting. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep going. Read your hey, shit again. Uh... Wait, wait. Here's a sentence. Read the message. Mother to daughter, read the message from your sugar daddy request, babes, <laughs> on your hinge profile that I helped you set up. Oh, God. <laughs> this is. Okay. Hey, random, but uh, hey, random, but online sugar daddy? Question mark. Dead serious. I'm from New York, but if you'd add me on Snap, I'd pay Palia. Let me know. Hope you're having a good day. So you wouldn't have to. Hang on. If you add me on Snap, I'll pay Palia. He he just wants dirty pics on Snapchat. Like what? Have you feet? (laughs) As if he's a feet guy. It's not a bad money maker. He's in my feet. I have four point five out of five on Wiki feet. Do you know I'm on Wiki Feet? On Celeb Wiki Feet? You have actually said it. I have highly ranked feet. My feet are in the top 2% of celebrity feet. Really? Yeah, I've got on my profile now, 4.5 out of on Wiki Feet. Mm. I always get good reviews. <laughs> Don't send your mother's feet. You could. Through your hinge. Bro. Ask him if he'll take foot pics <laughs> and how much. And is it US dollars? Uh, I will. I'll just anyway, so she's actually found a dude, right? A good mm. dude that she mm. likes. And we were, I was looking at pictures of Not him. him. Not the Not guy the we sugar just daddy. quoted. Another okay. dude. Yeah. Okay. That she's been having promising chats with. And Have you been editing these chats? Uh, Please say you don't no, read the chats. No, I don't. I have no idea. No, I didn't. She didn't help me with... Oh, wow. Well. <clears throat> oh, she, God. She didn't help you. What she restraint you've shown. She didn't help me with shown. this one. No, I just left no. it to our own devices. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. But I did say that I looked at these pictures and this one has been schlepping around in trackies with not washing her face properly. She needs a haircut. And I said, you better tighten up, Mole. <laughs> you better go get your nails done. You better go put a face mask on. You better start brushing your teeth regularly. I no, I will not. I'll let you tell a good story, but I will not let you say that I don't brush my teeth because I brush my teeth twice a day. Good girl, good girl, good Thank girl. You. So I said to her, nah. So I just Who said flosses? to her, well, you know, you're gonna have to. Mm. You're I don't gonna have to work, bitch, as Brittany would I say. I don't know what's happening in that. Yeah. <laughs> Pubish region. Yeah, we got that. We got well, that. Well, it's on. People might be listening. Well, we have. Well, are we? Oh my goodness! Oh, do you want me to just just wish? I can't believe I'm witnessing this, let alone it being recorded. What do you mean? <laughs> I know, but I shouldn't. My be child is 21 in four and a half weeks. So, she what has that never have? had. She oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Whatever you're gonna say right now, stop era. talking. And I think it's time for her slut era. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I didn't. I think I feel this particularly passionately, and I don't use the word slut like not slut. Like I know just her free spirit era. era. She mm, hasn't mm. had that because she went into lockdown straight after high school, right? And normally eighteen to twenty one, you're out partying, man. I was having a child. Her. I didn't get that era. I didn't get the no responsibility era, and I think I feel it particularly in my waters for her. I just need her to do it for one do of you, us. One you, of us needs you, to have that era. I just would – could I posit a theory that maybe there's an element that is a slightly pent-up mother that just wants to live vicariously? <laughs> Absolutely. You wouldn't I'm even I'm sorry, deny. was I not being clear no, about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be super supportive of her. Yeah. That's all. And I just feel like sometimes she would rather hang out with me than people her own age, and I don't know that that's a positive thing. Okay. 
Yep. I ho- just hope that you're not either, you're not going to be seeking out a blow-by-blow account of really unfortunate <laughs> wow. afterwards or any kind of verbal description or much less any kind of, I mean, you're not going to be in the room. I know you've joked about that in the past. No, but I, I like when she meets up with this dude, I will be making sure that she's got her bloody tracking app turned on on her okay. phone. Right. I'll need to know where she is. Yeah, well, that's And then safe. I will be expecting a definite blow-by-blow blow description <laughs> of said date. Okay. Coffee date. Yeah. In the daylight, in a public space. I feel like we should be talking about this just, no, just yeah, in case. No. Why? Like a sister or a mother is a fan or something. Well, maybe you've got ten side hoes going on. Maybe they're all assuming it's them and maybe it isn't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> She's so uncomfortable. Anyway, I'm just saying... I just want you to just get out there and just, just be, just live your best life, baby. Can I just, does this potential romantic option, is he aware of your mother's aggressive <laughs> influence in this whole endeavour? No, no, but he doesn't know. I did this one. I, I did this. She's taken too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> So much of that's going to be edited tomorrow. Thank don't worry. God. <laughs> 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 all right, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted for yeah, all of Yeah, let's us. wrap it up. <laughs> it's eight thirty. It's time for bed. <laughs> don't, don't tighten up. You bitch. don't have a button for that. Oh bitch. my god! What's wrong with saying tighten up? Because it sounds like what? <laughs> what do you? That's when I say someone has to tighten up. What do you think I'm saying? I think it sounds, you could misread it to be you better lose some weight. That's what it sounds like. Yes, see? Thank you. Yeah, that's why I think you should be careful. I know that's not Mm. what you would mean because you are an advocate for very healthy body image and everything like that. There is no body shaming in our house. No. It sounds like that. And then the next thing it sounds like is do some Kegels. Yeah, that's right. Well. In fact, what is the good version of (laughs) it? I know. Just look sharp or something. Don't. Do not say the, shut up. To me, shut up. Tighten up means, you know. Yeah, well, get a new tighten face. Tighten the screws. Get everything ship shape. Well, then Cubic say that. Really clean up. Even clean up. Tidy up. No, that's worse. I don't, I don't mean, of course I don't mean lose weight. Tighten the screws. You know, like just it's ship shape. It's not a Meccano set. I don't understand. You know, like just, just, okay. All right. What about freshen up? No. no. For example. Oh, no. It's no. <laughs> like a femme fresh. Listen, for example, if you're a bottom... Shape up. If you're going out for the weekend, you're a single male bottom, gay bottom. What about just date prep? Yeah. Tighten up's fun, right? No, tighten is wrong. If you're a bottom and you're going out to have a great weekend, you do some prep work, right? In this instance, Chella is a bottom who hasn't done her prep. Well, again, you wouldn't want a bottom to tighten up. No, quite the opposite. (laughs) You don't want a sloppy bottom. You You don't want it like... Then you've got to have rubber sheets <laughs> and butt plugs and things, so I'm told. No, but all I'm saying is some preparation work mm. because she's been hibernating with her mother for 20 years. <laughs> That's all I meant. I didn't. Oh, my God, it's a 42 minutes. What have we been talking about? <clears throat> I'm up. Pardon what? <laughs> I mean, I... Don't didn't let Merlin's beard grow like you, so I'm. <laughs> it's not like I, I need to get back in there with a chainsaw for twenty two years. Yeah, but I oh, don't. You're saying there's been ongoing, mate. Yeah, I don't need to. Yeah, oh, it's not just for yourself. Yes. She's just a strong, independent woman. Treat yourself. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to maintain my pippy care for me. I am woman. Did hear me roar. Have you seen that Celine video I sent you? I got no lady. I got no man. I do it for myself. Listen, I got no man, I got no lady, I got nobody. I do it for myself. I've just, this has become so untethered. We've got to start recording earlier. That's all I can say. Because this is your fault. I know it's my fault, but right. we don't have that much longer a shoot. It will edit up and treat. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. This is Emsolation. All right, gang. Thank you so much for listening. I have been watching the new Game of Thrones, the House of Targaryen, the dragon, you know, the, the pre-story, the... 
what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not the prequels, the prequel, whatever. The 200 years before Daenerys, where's my dragons? All about House Targaryen. I've been watching that. I've also been watching the new Lord of the Rings. So I really get to, you know, we, we go from one to the next. It's very exciting. So I've been doing a lot of fantasy. That's all I've been watching. And I've also binged uh, Selling the OC, which is the offshoot of Selling Sunset. And it, they are not very nice people. The whole show is bonkers. I didn't enjoy it, but somehow managed to inhale it all. So that's what I've been doing. But I'm really enjoying House of Dragon, even though it's super violent. I don't know, why does it have to be so violent? But it is extremely violent. And the Lord of the Rings, not as violent, more elves. It seems that elves are, you know, just a bit more, bit more decorum. And some of the hairstyles on the man elves, whoa! Beautiful, stunning. Can, can I only be referred to as quaffs? In fact, I imagine the person that gave the press release on behalf of Chris Pine looks like one of the elves from Lord of the Rings because that's the vibe I'm getting. Wow. All right, we'll be back on Tuesday as usual. I've got things to discuss with you. My goodness, do I have things to discuss with you. Have a wonderful weekend, whatever you're doing. Enjoy it. Find some time for yourself. Maybe don't do the Saturday morning rage clean this week. You know what? What if you just got up Saturday morning and left the house, y'all? What if you bought yourself breakfast, went for a walk, I don't know, went and did something that you really enjoyed? Do a yoga class. Oh, I've been doing Pilates and I've torn my shoulder doing Pilates. That's how old I am. I'm tearing my shoulder doing old lady exercises years old. Anyway, try not to rage clean Saturday morning. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Just not gonna. I'll probably end up rage cleaning, double rage cleaning on Monday, but that's fine. That's Monday M's problem. Have a good time. Have a good weekend. I'll catch you Tuesday. Remember to recommend us to a friend. Remember to check out Marcella's wonderful work on the socials at Emsolation Podcast. Sign up for our newsletter too. That goes out every week. And watch our videos. A lot of you aren't in on the algorithm because sometimes there's some swears in there and Instagram decides you aren't up to it. Well, let them know you are, okay? All right. Talk soon. Bye. M Salation with M Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M Rossiano with Michael Lucas and sometimes her eldest daughter, Marcella. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. With videos by James Henderson. Socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans. Plus cameos from M's dad, Vinci. Get the full Emsolation experience by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. If you really want to help us out, you could become a patron of Emsolation. Share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by actually hitting the follow button. As always, thanks for listening. And we're excited. Excited to chat with you again soon. <laughs>